Welcome to the Prosperity Gap, where we discuss the financial gap that exists between you and your retirement. It's time to bridge that gap. Hello, Prosperity Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the Prosperity Gap. My name's Dave Hall. I'm the Prosperity Guy, and I will be your host. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I release a new podcast every Friday and encourage you to subscribe to the show. That way you'll make sure you don't miss out on any of my new content. About 20 years ago, I decided it was time for a different vehicle. So I went down to one of the local dealerships that one of my friends was managing at the time to see if he had anything that would fit what I was looking for. After looking at a number of options, I finally settled in on a truck that had about 34,000 miles on it which in this situation meant it was still under the manufacturer's 36,000 mile warranty. For the first month, everything seemed to be running just fine. Then one day, without warning, the transmission stopped working. Upon realizing I had a transmission problem, I called my friend who had sold me the truck and explained the situation. I then asked him what he could do to help me out. His first question was, how many miles does the truck have on it? I quickly looked at the odometer and told him it was right around 36,200 miles, to which he replied, I'm sorry, Dave, there's not a thing I can do. We're no longer responsible for the truck because it's no longer qualifying for the manufacturer's warranty. I couldn't believe it. Was 200 miles really going to be the difference between me having to pay thousands of dollars to get the truck fixed and the manufacturer being responsible for it? As it turned out, yes, 200 miles did make all the difference in the world because the cost of the transmission repair came right out of my pocket. I tell you this story because retirement is a lot like a manufacturer's warranty. In the early years of your retirement, you can avoid many of the problems that can arise. But the longer your retirement lasts, the more risk your retirement will face. We call this situation longevity risk. Longevity risk is any potential risk attached to the increased life expectancy of an individual. In today's show, I'm going to be talking about longevity risk, but before I do, let's take a minute for a word from our sponsor. Today's show is being brought to you by eTrends Group, CPAs and strategic advisors. If you are tired of the struggles that come with trying to manage your own taxes, accounting, or bookkeeping, then you need to reach out and let the professionals at eTrends Group give you a hand. Learn more about their services and how they can help you with your common and not-so-common financial problems. Go to www.etrendsgroup.com. Life is full of fears, but there's one that is outpacing any other when it comes to retirees, and that is the fear they're going to live too long. Who would have thought? It was only a couple of years ago that their three greatest fears were death, taxes, and public speaking. So why did things change? The reason is because of longevity. Retirees are realizing retirement's going to be much longer than what they had originally prepared for. It's not uncommon for retirement to now last up to 35 or 40 years. As a result, 68% of retirees are afraid they're going to run out of money before they run out of retirement. And when a retiree runs out of money, it creates some major issues. The biggest issue is retirement's going to look a whole lot different going forward than it has in the past. A retiree has to now figure out what are they going to do to help them cover the financial gap? Is there family that can step in that they can rely on? Can they turn to their church or some other public organization? 
or is the government their only option? As you can tell, none of these are great options, especially when you're a retiree who is wanting to be independent. Today, I will cover the four top risks that are multiplied by longevity, and then I'll conclude by giving you a couple of tools you can use to help you eliminate the risk longevity creates. The top four risks that are multiplied by longevity are sequence of return risk, withdrawal rate risk, long-term care risk, and inflation risk. Sequence of return risk is the risk the stock market's going to be down when it comes time to take money out from your retirement assets and you will lose all future benefits of the money you have to withdraw from the account. When I was a child, our family raised most of our food. One of the foods we always raised was potatoes. If you've ever raised potatoes, you may agree with me that you'll never find a better potato than one that has been freshly dug from your own garden. As a result, I always want to eat every potato that we raised. But luckily, my mom was smarter than me and taught me a very important lesson. What she knew that I didn't is yes, I could have eaten every potato, but we would have lost our next year's crop. Why you ask? Because you can grow a new potato plant from an existing potato. Therefore, she would always have a set aside about 10% of our potatoes to be used as seed for the next year. This way we could continue to benefit from the potatoes we already had without having to go out and buy new ones. If the stock market has dips during your first five or 10 years of retirement, when you're first starting to draw down your assets, you're going to run out of retirement assets much faster than you expected. It's going to be a little bit like these potatoes, that if you end up having this issue, you're going to run out before you get through retirement. The second issue is withdrawal rate risk. This is the risk you're going to take money out of your retirement faster than it can be replaced by investment returns and thus cause you to run out of money before you run out of retirement. Have you ever gone to a movie and bought a bucket of popcorn and some snacks? All the while thinking to yourself, I can't wait to enjoy these during the movie, only to go into the movie theater and eat everything you bought before you even got through the initial commercials. With withdrawal rate risk, the same process is basically happening, but the consequences are far more severe because we're not talking about just not having snacks to come for you during the scary or emotional parts of the movie. We're talking about a retirement that's going to consist of macaroni and cheese or pork and beans. 43% of people believe the correct withdrawal rate is 10%. But when the retirement bucket is only getting filled with average rates of return, somewhere around 6 or 7%, sooner or later, you're going to run out of money. With current longevity, it's estimated the correct withdrawal rate is between 25 and 3%. This means if you're wanting your money to last you throughout your retirement, you're going to need 33 to 40 times the annual withdrawal rate you're needing to take out each year. The third risk is long-term care risk, and it's another risk multiplied by longevity. You can look at it like you would an appliance in your home. The longer you have it, the higher probability you have of the appliance wearing out. Long-term care risk triples once you get beyond average life expectancy, which is around 85 or 86 years old if you live to age 65. Once you get to this point, you have over a 70% chance of having some type of long-term care event. And the biggest problem is the government's not stepping in to help you out until you spend down your assets. Medicare will only cover 20 days in a long-term care facility, and that's only if you've been admitted to the hospital for at least three days prior to getting transferred to the long-term care facility. After that, it's up to you to cover the costs until you spend down most of your assets, and then Medicaid will finally step in and help. 
A long-term care event can be a major problem for the surviving spouse because the average long-term care stay is between two and three years and can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. The last risk I want to talk about today is inflation risk, which is becoming even a bigger problem because of how low interest rates currently are. When I was a kid, my parents always gave me and my siblings an Easter basket full of candy and toys. Usually there was more candy than we could eat in a day, so we would leave our baskets out and slowly eat the remaining candy throughout the upcoming week. One particular year, I'd left my candy out on the cupboard, and I guess my dad got hungry while he was staying up late watching television. I'm sure it just started out with one piece, and then two a few minutes later, then three, and so forth, until he ended up eating everything in my Easter basket. The next morning, my mom was livid, and she let him have it on my behalf. She chewed him out for eating all of my candy. Inflation works very much the same way with your retirement. Because it's happening so slowly, we don't usually realize it's a problem until it's too late. A 3% inflation rate can cut your buying power in half within 24 years, which is less time than many people will have during their retirement. This means that if you retire with $50,000 worth of income, by the time you hit that 24th year, you will only have $25,000 worth of buying power. As you can see, Prosperity Nation, longevity risk can cause all kinds of problems with your retirement. But there's no need to despair because there is hope. But many of you are going to need to start looking at your retirement different than you have in the past. First off, you're going to need to get over your dislike for insurance companies. I know for many of you and insurance companies, the last group of people you want poking around in your retirement. But what I found over doing this for years is that they're extremely good at helping retirees eliminate the risks that are multiplied by longevity risk. They can do this by using two different products. The first product is a fixed indexed annuity. Fixed indexed annuities are great because they can provide you a guaranteed stream of inflation adjusted lifetime income. The only product on the market that even compares is your social security check. And last I checked, I didn't hear a bunch of people complaining that money from the Social Security Administration was showing up in their account each month. Because of the way the annuity works, you no longer have to worry about inflation risk, sequence of return risk, or withdrawal rate risk. By using the annuity, you'll have your monthly inflation-adjusted lifetime income there no matter what happens in the market. Even if you live five years or 50 years, that monthly income is going to be there. The other nice thing is, if for some reason you die early, this type of annuity will allow a payment to your beneficiaries of the unused cash balance. Now, what about that long-term care risk? Remember that risk that we've not yet talked about? Unfortunately, an annuity is not going to be able to cover this risk, but this risk can also be solved through a life insurance company. They sell a product I call the Life Insurance Retirement Plan. It's a permanent insurance policy that offers a free long-term care rider. This rider allows you to use the death benefit of the policy prior to death if you end up having a long-term care event. You can learn more about the Life Insurance Retirement Plan by attending my webinar called Look Before You Lerp, which you can find on my website. Hopefully by now, you can see that if your retirement is structured correctly, longevity risk doesn't have to be something you worry about. You can spend your time enjoying your retirement rather than counting your pennies and wondering how long they're going to last you as you go through this longest self-imposed period of unemployment many of you are going to have in your lifetime. 
Now, if you're ready to meet with an advisor who can help you better understand how you can use insurance products to help you eliminate longevity risk from your retirement, please go to my website at theprosperityguide.com. All of the advisors I work with are trained in what it takes to help you get to a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Prosperity Nation, it is time for questions and answers with our producer, C.R. Tulane. CR, it's that time of the week again. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, Dave. You know, I was listening to NPR and uh, they said that Facebook and Instagram have these new rules where if you show any conspiracy theory or anything that's not true, they'll automatically flag you and let you know. Well, that got me thinking because the Foggy Creek monster, do you think if you posted anything on that, they would flag that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I ought to try it. That would be super awesome. I'm just glad that they're taking some initiative and making some changes. I mean, I'm not trying to get political, but it's just nice to see some things happening where they're going to flag things that aren't true. But technically, everything should be flagged then. Yeah, that's the biggest problem that I've seen with social media is I'm not finding a whole lot of truth anywhere on there from many of the people that I associate with, for sure. So I thought that was crazy. But besides that, Dave, you've been all over the place. You've been in Chicago. You've been in Branson, Missouri. Let's hear about it. Yeah, it's been great. It's been nice to get out and travel. We went to Chicago on business, but I went to Branson with family. First time I've ever been there. And I was extremely impressed. It was a great place. I look forward to going back. What was your favorite part about it? The best part was the family environment, being able to be in a place where I've got young boys, 12 and 13, didn't have to worry at all about the shows we were going to see, things we were doing in the community. All of it was very family friendly. And probably though the top thing, the biggest thing that impressed me the most is that every show that we went to, which we went to you know, about 10 of them during the time we were there, everyone, they recognized the veterans. They had them either stand up, they cheered for them, did different things. I mean, it was just super awesome to see the loyalty to the country, see them displaying flags and showing these men and women how appreciative they are for the sacrifice that they all gave for all of us. So a lot different from the shows you've seen in Vegas or do you know that are there? Yes, it is. I've spent a lot of my career in Vegas. For those who are listening, you may or may not know this, but I've had office there for over 20 years. And yes, Vegas is a much different environment. In fact, we moved away from there because I was tired of driving down the street and my kids getting exposed to stuff that I wasn't sure a five-year-old really needed to be exposed to. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you had a great experience. It's family-friendly. I would love to see that. My recommendation for you, I've given this to you before the show, but Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg in Tennessee, that's the next place you need to go to. Yeah, we're going to have to try that one out. I will say the other cool thing about Branson was they have a Bigfoot area there. So I guess Bigfoot's been seen a hundred and something plus times in the area there around uh, Branson. So they have a a little tiny museum there and some things there to uh, promote Bigfoot there as well. Wow. I can't believe we're going to be maybe doing a show on Bigfoot or the Boggy Creek Monster coming soon. I know. Here's what's so funny because it's not that I believe in it at all. And I will be very open about that, but it's sure been funny uh, to be kind of engaged in this area since you introduced me to Falk. Well, I hope that we can continue to find more. All right, Dave, are you ready to get into our questions today? Yes, let's do it. All right. So my first one comes from Vo and they ask, do government pensions get included in provisional income? Yes, they do. So provisional income is the calculation that determines whether or not you're going to have taxable social security. So it's going to include any taxable income, which government pension plans are taxable income, any tax-exempt interest income, and one half of your Social Security. Once you add all of those up, 
If it exceeds 25,000 for an individual or 32,000 for a married couple, then a portion of your social security benefits is going to be taxed. So yes, be aware that those government pension plans are going to create uh, taxability issues with your social security. Besides government pension plans, do you see a lot of these uh, pension plans out there for normal businesses besides government? No, we really don't. It's down now to where it's about 13% of the population, and that's including government pension plans, which obviously make up a big portion of those plans, but only about 13% of the population have these plans now. So if I don't have a pension, what's my next option to make sure I'm set for retirement or at least looking into it to get started? Yeah, the first option most people have is their social security. Many people may have different feelings towards social security, but I've never seen anyone kick a check back out that uh, got deposited in their account. But social security is a guaranteed stream of inflation adjusted lifetime income. Your other option out there is an annuity. Annuities can be a great way to allow you to get the income stream you need throughout your full retirement, no matter how long you live. And now they've got products that are also inflation adjusted. So you can have it increase with inflation, be able to have access to the money you need to get you through those uh, retirement years. And you spoke both about annuities and social security, and you can find both of those on other previous episodes of the podcast. So if you're looking for that to go back and check some previous shows, you'll be able to get a little bit more education on it. Yeah, I was thinking about it when I was producing this week's show, how many podcasts we've already had and how much information we've covered. Now, there's a ton more information that we need to cover, and I look forward to every week's show so I can add new information. But I will tell you, we have a lot of information out there through our podcasts, our webinars, other platforms where we've been able to produce uh, content. Yeah, I love it. Even Facebook Live and YouTube Live, those are every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. All right, Dave. So my next one comes from Glenn. And Glenn asks, do you need to use after-tax funds for your LERP premiums? And that's your life insurance retirement plan premiums. Glenn, great question here. And as CR mentioned, uh, for those who are listening, Prosperity Nation, it is our life insurance retirement plan, insurance product, permanent insurance product that you're, you're going to use for many of you to help eliminate risk in retirement. Yes, those premiums are going to have to be paid from after-tax dollars. Why? Because you're going to be able to allow the investment to grow tax-free and also be able to pull the money out tax-free. So at some point, you've got to pay that tax. What we're doing is choosing to pay on the seed rather than to pay on the harvest years later when you're pulling that money out. And Dave, remind me of the two companies that you use for the life insurance retirement plan. Yeah, the two main companies we use are Allianz and Symmetra Life. Now, Allianz is A-L-L-I-A-N-Z and Symmetra Life, S-Y-M-E-T-R-A. Both of these are, are good quality companies that meet all the requirements that we have for a life insurance retirement plan. Why do you pick them? Because you say that there's a requirement, but what checklist are you talking about that these people need to look at when they're looking at a life insurance retirement plan? Yeah, so it's, it's my belief that insurance is like a marriage. You want it to last as long as you possibly can. Now, I realize many people have had bad marriages and they, they wanted to get out as soon as they could. And I understand that. But in general, a marriage is designed to last throughout your lifetime and may into eternity. And if you can get a good marriage and you can match everything up, it can be a great experience for people to have. And a life insurance retirement plan is that same way. There's a list of requirements. If you want to better understand those, you can go to my Look Before You Lerp webinar or go through one of our previous podcasts where we talk about it. But these requirements, if they're met, will allow us to get the right product. So it'll do the right thing. You know, if you get the right mate that matches with your personality, you can have a great relationship for years. But if you have the wrong one, things get rocky and start falling apart. 
Same with your insurance. If you don't set it up correctly, you can have some major issues at a time you really don't want to have issues, which is uh, later on in your retirement. That's awesome. All right, Dave, my last one is from Leanne. And she asked, we are thinking about downsizing and renting out our larger home during retirement. What do you think about this strategy? Leanne, a couple of things that I would consider if you're doing this. Number one, the biggest thing that you've got to look at is the tax rate risk. Do you believe taxes are going to be higher in the future? Are you trying to eliminate taxes during your retirement? Because even though you may have substantial depreciation that'll help offset some of that income, you also may have taxable income because if you've got a rental property like this, any net income you have is going to be taxable. It could create provisional income. So I would look at your tax rate risk first. The other thing you got to look at is how are you going to handle this asset and what portion of your retirement assets is it? You know, if you're looking at it for a stream of income that's going to offset your social security as a primary source of income for you, what happens if the house is empty? What if you don't have rental income? Are there other assets out there that you can pull from? Also, again, if the market goes down and this is a primary asset for you, what effects that going to have on your overall retirement? So a lot of things you've got to look at. I'm not 100% against it, but it's something you want to take your own own facts and circumstances and look into. But for most people, I do recommend you, you avoid real estate in retirement, rental real estate for sure, because of tax rate. And also as we age, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into rental properties and maybe not be the thing you want to be spending your time doing. Dave, you mentioned episode 26, as you talked, it's why you shouldn't own rental real estate in retirement. So if you're listening, go back and listen to episode 26, you'll be able to find out a lot more in detail about why Dave is saying this. And Dave, the thing I find fascinating with that episode is you actually broke down and talked about two different families that you were associated with at the beginning of the show. And you talked about the dilemmas and the things they were doing. And I think people will really find that interesting. Yeah, I agree. And it's one of the things that we've just really got to look at. The traditional investment processes that we've often used, although they're great at getting us to retirement, they're not so great at getting us through retirement. And I will say, even when we talk about rental property, I'm not so convinced. Now, I've dealt with rental property for years. I've got tons of clients that are invested into rental property. But I will tell you, I'm not so convinced that it's a great return on your investment. You know, you do get some appreciation depending on where you live. But the other problem you have is you've got repairs all the time. You know, that house is getting older. You're going to have to replace carpet. You're going to have to replace roof. You may have to replace the appliances. And what I've seen with so many clients is when they start netting out the cash, they're not getting the rate of return on that investment that they were hoping they would get. And Dave, we need to remind everyone that we're looking for a tax-free and risk-free retirement. And so that's where we're headed for. And and that's why we're trying to help you to get to that spot. And that's why we talk about a lot of these different situations, especially not owning rental real estate in retirement, because these are things that we're focused for. Now, some people do have success with this, but like you said, there's a lot of other things that people aren't looking at, especially in retirement, because that's what we're talking about right now. Well, especially when we look at the average person, CR, I mean, if you've got millions of dollars and income's not a problem in retirement, you can pay whatever tax you need to pay and it's not going to be an issue. Owning real estate may not be a problem to you, but when you're looking at all of your dollars and you're saying, wait, if I end up having rental property that creates taxable income, now my social security is taxable and I have to pay tax on there, you may be losing five, $10,000 a year to the government that you wouldn't have to otherwise lose. And if you could use that money in your own budget, look at how much different your retirement would be. So you're right. We're trying to eliminate the various risks. We're not trying to say, hey, this is a bad investment or a good investment. 
We're saying what investments allow us to eliminate the risks that are facing us so that we can put more money back into our pocket during these years where we may be struggling to have the money we need. Exactly. Well, Dave, that's all I have for today. I went through all three of those questions and it felt like it just shot right through. Well, CR, you did a great job. Thanks for being on the show again with me today. Prosperity Nation, if you are serious about getting to a tax-free and risk-free retirement, I would recommend you go to my website. Here you're going to find access to the tools, knowledge, education, everything you need to help you get uh, that safe and secure retirement. I would recommend that if you want to sit down with an advisor, you uh, connect with one of our advisors through our website where they can help you go through your facts and circumstances. See, many times when I talk about these various questions and we give answers, the answer is going to be different for each of you based upon what your retirement's currently looking like, although we're trying to eliminate the same risk. So go to the website, find that information out. Uh, My name's Dave Hall. I'm the Prosperity Guy. I've been your host today. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of The Prosperity Gap. If you want to learn more about The Prosperity Guy, or if you have questions you would like answered on a future show, go to theprosperityguy.com. While on the site, take time to look around. We offer a number of educational opportunities for those who want to learn more about tax-free and risk-free retirement.